Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 494, recorded live on Sunday, January 8th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who's going to get some congratulations, Dave Play. Hey, hey. And the man who's going to give it to him, Andy Lohai. What am I getting congratulated for? The Cotton Bowl victory of the University of Wisconsin. Oh, thank you. I was actually rooting for Western. Yeah, so was I. This was one of the very few times, mind you, very, very few times I was rooting for a non-Big Ten team, and the Big Ten won. Yep. Unlike all of the other games where I was rooting for the Big Ten team, and they lost. Yep. Dude, not a good year for Big Ten bowl games. Nope. But yeah, no, the other fun news... Uh, you know, less than a week after that game was played, mm-hmm. PJ Fleck picked up the University of Minnesota head coaching job. Good for him. How do you feel about that? <clears throat> this is the guy that you dressed up as for Halloween. Yes, that is correct. Well, according to anonymous sources, so we don't know how reliable they are, supposedly he's basically getting three times his salary for the new job. Okay. And, you know, I've seen, like, he's got a, he's got basically a bucket list with him that he carries around. And things on that bucket list he would not be able to do at Western. Like, well, things go like, you to know, a bowl game and win? Well, he won a bowl game last year. Um, okay. But, you know, things like, you know, stuff on the national level, which, you know, the way the current playoff season is set up isn't going to happen. Right. It's also probably not going to happen in Minnesota either. Well... It's more likely to happen there, but... Yes. Well, well, okay, let's just put this as an example. If, you know, he went 13-0 and at Minnesota, he would be playing in the college football playoffs. There's there's no question about that. If a Big Ten team goes 13-0, and they would be playing, right? That's, that's P- just, you poten- know... Yeah, well, potentially, probably. Yeah, if they're 13-0, and yeah. Yeah, Western went 13-0, and and we got, you know, the... Th- what would you say the third, fourth best team in the Big Ten? That's who we had to play. Granted, we lost, but yeah. What what was that from the Peanut Gallery? Uh, it was a lot closer than some of the Big Ten bowls. Yep. Yeah, which Ohio State? Oof. Run over. Yeah. It's friggin' run over. So yeah, no, it's you can't you can't really blame the guy. It's kind of you know. No, I mean he's he's doing what he needs to do. Yeah, it's one of those things where things just lined up perfectly. He wasn't expecting to you know he was expecting to stay at Western, and then you know Minnesota came down and called on him because they you know just fired their head coach, and it's like right. You 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 do not say no to something like that. Yeah, no. Right when that is your job, mm-hmm. when you are doing that as a career, and a school like Minnesota or Northwestern or Michigan or anyone like that, and you are in the MAC conference, you don't turn that down. No, that's. <laughs> You don't turn that down enough that, you know, everybody always talks about that, where it's, you know, the Mac, the Mac conference is where coaches go to learn. And then they're around for a couple of years and, you know, somebody is, higher up hires them. That's is just, that the, the kind of going wisdom is the Mac is the training for the coaches? Yes. Yeah. The, the number of Mac coaches who, you know, are around for a handful of years and then get moved up to the big leagues is kind of ridiculous. But yes, that was, uh, just wanted to do the congratulations on that one. So I appreciate it. 
Yeah, well, better luck to all next year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting, because like I said, we're starting out playing against USC in California, so that's going to be... You're going to lose that. Yeah. Just just to be clear, like, that's the blood game you're going to lose. Most likely, yes. So, should we talk about something else that's not football? More games. The awesome games that are being done quickly. Oh, is that going on right now? That is going on right now, as of an hour ago. What is it? Uh... Quick games done. Gamesdonequick.com. Okay. Gamesdonequick.com. It's also on our list of topics. Because remember, there's the awesome games done quick and the summer games done quick. This is just games done quick. Well, both go to games done quick, but one is called summer games done quick. The other is called awesome games done quick. One is AGDQ. The other is SGDQ. Uh, This year, the AGDQ marathon is uh, sponsoring the Prevent Cancer Foundation. So they're taking donations for that. And they are going. They've started already. It's all like I started really watching this about a year ago, a year and a half ago, I think, with one of the summer games done quicks. And it it is just a treat to watch this. So tonight, for instance, not that anyone listening to this is going to be able to watch this. Uh, is Mega Man, a Mega Man speedrun with four people, which means it's probably a Mega Man speedrun race. Ooh. And those are always, always a blast to watch because it is insane how close these speedrunners are to each other. Oh, yeah. No, I watched a uh, a speedrun of Super Mario Brothers, you know, like... yeah. And after, like, ten minutes, they're still within five frames of each other. Yeah, something like that. Where it's like one of them guy just just missed a jump. And so, yep. you know, because it freezes for him to shrink back down. Oh, It's yep. like, oh, you were... Um, I, I watched a Super Metroid speedrun. Now, Super Metroid takes a lot of time. Yeah. Right? It's, it's I think it was uh, the any percent speedrun. So they can do skips. They can do uh, out-of-order stuff. But it still takes, like, 40 minutes. And after 20 minutes, they were still on the same screen. Like one would get to the door and then the other would get to the same door. And it's just crazy. Uh, That is the second to last speed run on this entire thing. Super Metroid is at 8.45 p.m. on Saturday the 14th. Probably going to watch that. Other cool things to watch out for, the Taskbot runs. Those are the so computer-controlled runs, right? Right. They, they're the, like, programmed runs where someone programs a controller to send inputs at a certain time. Uh, it's how... It, it's, like, the sort of thing where Super Mario Brothers 3 was beaten in under two seconds because they found a glitch in the boot screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, That's funny. So those are both on Saturday... There's a bunch of Super Mario stuff spread around on Saturday morning. Uh, Some of these are... are, Oh, here's a Mega Man. Here's another Mega Man uh, race. Mega Man X. 100% race. Uh, That is on Wednesday at 5.15. Somebody's doing Hitman Blood Money at 4.20 in the morning? Hmm. Yeah. So this is this is like my week is I'm just going to have this on somewhere because there's some really cool stuff in here. All right. What? <laughs> somebody's doing a speed run of Mario Paint mm-hmm. and Sega Bass Fish. It's like some of these are like, really? Okay. Hey. <laughs> Sometimes you got to fill time. 
Pokemon Emerald. Okay. Yep. Yep. What's really interesting is over time you start recognizing some of these names of people yeah. who do this. Oh, here's the Super Mario Brothers speed run, by the way, as well as Super Mario the Lost Level. Yeah, I see that. Uh, Eight thirty-seven yeah. on Tuesday. Yep. Well, for you, seven thirty-seven for me. Ah. Follow. Oh man, that is a good. Holy crap! So Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels, Sunshine, Final Fantasy. Not only that, it's Super Mario Brothers Warpless. So yeah. they got to go through all of, they can't take the, uh, the shortcuts. Yep, but he's still expected to do it in 35 minutes. Damn, I tried doing that. I tried going through there playing all the levels and that got me what? It took me like two and a half hours. Mhm. The one kind of uh, feature of this webpage that I really would love is a one-click add to schedule. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Like add this to the calendar. Add well, this you, to the calendar. You can tell this schedule page is built for a mobile device because <laughs> the way it's designed yeah but i wonder how quickly i could javascript up something for this web page to turn all of these links into add to calendar links and if that would take more or less time than just going through and adding them to my calendar i don't know oh super star wars return of the jedi god that game was hard yep oh that game was hard <laughs> any percent katamari damacy holy crap God, now that it's already in my head. <laughs> and it'll be there for the rest of the day. Probably. So that's going on this week, all right? Uh, yeah, no, that's that, that's everything for... Ooh, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. What day is that? Tuesday. I'm at work. Damn it! <laughs> I might just have this on at work on, like, a little corner of one of the screens. Uh, what do we got here? Other game news. Old server for WoW? Yeah, so you remember the Nostralis server? Yeah, where they were going to get it shut down? Well, they, they got it shut down. Okay. Like Blizzard, Blizzard fucking shut it down. All right. Um, well, Blizzard shut it down with the promise of, like, we'll look into this, we'll see what we can do about this, you know, we, we hear you and we understand you, and nothing has happened. And so the fan community is saying, like, all right, well, you, we gave you a chance. We shut this down. We said, you know what? We'll give it to you. Uh, you haven't done anything. So we're going to start up a new uh, PvP, brand new vanilla server, as well as the uh, Nostralis servers are back. Hmm. Oh. So there's now Nostralis, and then there's also Elysium. Both the the good times and the bad times of playing WoW. Yep. No looking for group. No bind on account gear. No XP bonus gear. You get your first mount at level 40? Uh, yes, I do believe. And then your better mount at 60, is that right? Yeah, yeah and they cost, is, yeah, like 100 some odd gold. 20 is the weapon quest. 40 was your mount quest, if you were a paladin. Yes. Or a warlock. And then 60 was your epic mount. There was no uh, Arathi Basin in Vanilla, was there? Nope. Oh, damn. Um, maybe. Might have been in Vanilla. It wasn't in release, but it might have been in Vanilla. Okay. Because, man, the Arathi Basin wolves, you <laughs> you tame one of those as a hunter? Yeah. Oof. Uh, you don't mean Arathi Basin. No, uh, or, uh, the valley. Yeah, you mean Alterac Valley. Yeah, Alterac Valley. Because Arathi... Arathi Basin didn't have wolves. Arathi no. Basin was just, like... Here's the, the it was capture the the point. Yes. Yeah, there were two there were two animals every hunter always wanted. One was the stealth cat that was up 
Oh, it was, it was like a once a day spawn or something. Yeah, because it was it, you would pull it out there and it always would be stealthed. You couldn't really see it. And uh, two was the silver bullet, which were the wolves in the valley. You tame one of those, that thing was a freaking rocket, which worked cool. out perfectly for pulls in uh, any of the dungeons. Yep. Yeah, those had to be in vanilla. Vanilla went all the way up to uh, Encourage. Oh, God, I hated that. That world-building event where you just had to keep on making bandages and everything else. Yeah, I thought it was clever. <laughs> Until somebody actually tried to open the gate and it caused the whole <laughs> server to crash. Oops. Oh, that's what you get when you bring in, like, hundreds of thousands of people to one place in the server. Yep. Now they just handle it with movies. They're yep. like, fuck that. So, other game news. Star Citizen is changing engines. Yeah, which is, like, the last thing you want to hear about a game that's already, like, two years late. <laughs> right? Like, of all the things you, that, that a development company could come out and say, that, hey, we're working on this, or, hey, we're doing that, for a game that's already late, like, we're deciding that we're just going to completely change engines is pretty high up on the list. Yeah, no, why would... Oh, it's... I'm, I'm starting to get a Duke Nukem Forever vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little upset at that. That's that's funny and sad. I'm so did you you backed this one, didn't you? I did rather significantly, actually. They got me really, really excited about it. And yeah, nope. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. So speaking of other Kickstarter stuff, so, you know, Fitbit bought Pebble, right? Mm hmm. And, you know, CES was going on this week. So people, you know, talked with the the Fitbit CEO who was there going like, hey, you know, now that this has all happened, what's your next step? Yeah. Well, first off, it turns out that Fitbit had a, a lawsuit against Jawbone, which they dropped uh, mainly because uh, Jawbone isn't making any money. So, you know, Fitbit, okay, you know, they'll win a lawsuit against Jawbone and they'll get nothing, basically. Even because, you know, Jawbone has already stopped offering its fitness trackers on its own website. But they were also asked about the Pebble stuff, and they said uh, Fitbit's next thing is to do an app store. Why? Because Pebble did an app store, and it worked out great. But no, it didn't. (laughs) In order to have an app store, you need to have an app platform. Well, according to the CEO, the company is attempting to build relationships with employers and healthcare providers using the fitness wearable for corporate wellness programs. The company has already announced a partnership with United Healthcare and Qualcomm regarding financial incentives to Fitbit charge to wearers. Yeah, I've heard about these. These are the like, if you work for company X and you wear your Fitbit and do X number of steps a day, then there's like bonuses. Yes. I uh, I don't. First off, that that leads to like exploitation and yes. and idiocy, right? Like, oh no, I put my Fitbit on the fan, and now I've walked a lot of steps. Yeah, what was the uh, the Big Bang Theory? I think like Howard put it on like a paint shaker or something like that That'll because you know they had resolved to to you know walk more. Yep. Well, and so, I, I don't know. Yep, but okay, I, it sounds yeah. in line with the show. Yes, and you know. <clears throat> She comes back and asks him about it, and it's like, you walked 27 miles today? <laughs> You're like, yeah, totally. Just, mm-hmm. well, yeah, so you need to be smart about how you cheat. Yes. <laughs> but really, the 
that's what they're going to get out of Pebble is an app store. And a user base and the name. Well, no, because I have a feeling they're just going to take the stuff and put it under the Fitbit name. Because the Fitbit name is a lot more well-known than Pebble. I feel like they just bought Pebble just for the engineers, which would make sense. If they want an app store, Pebble had an app store. But it wasn't a very successful one. No, no, it wasn't. But, you know, Fitbit, I guess, thinks that wearables are going on here. But, you know, this could lead us into the talk about CES because there wasn't that many, you know, big new wearables at CES. Right. Sure. Let's talk about CES. Just it's so you know, I added, a, I, I added a couple more uh, best of awards on the okay. list. So if you want to refresh. I see that. Uh, and gadget digital. Oh, oh, hang on. There's one more, one more topic that we don't have on here that we need to put on here before we dive into CES and wearables because it's just awesome and amazing. And I just remembered it. What? Uh, oh, maybe you did add it. Is that the Deep Mind? Yes, yes. Yeah. Deep Mind, the Google Go Plane AI. AlphaGo. AlphaGo. Right. DeepMind was the company that Google bought. Oh, okay. So that's how we'll tie this in. Companies okay. acquiring other companies. Yes. DeepMind was the, the AI company Google bought, and then they made AlphaGo, which was the AI that plays Go. Yes. And there was a big thing about a year ago when um, AlphaGo beat uh, Lee Sedol. It was hailed as the you know Deep Blue versus Gary Kasparov game of go uh but way scarier because it's it's go it's a game where like the computer can't just process the shit out of the board and say here's the optimal move yeah no you, so, you can't you can't brute force it so so a a new player had appeared online recently uh and had been playing go players on these professional go websites and was winning a lot like a 60 lot to nothing undefeated and some of the the like top go players in the world started taking notice and played it and lost to it and everyone's going like the fuck is this who is beating all of these go players including several of like the grand masters and google came out this last week and said that was us <laughs> Surprise, you've all been playing against a computer and it's been beating you. Now, just to, just to know that um, they were playing basically speed chess version of Go, where each yes, player... This, this was a very different Go than the one that they'd been playing. Yes. No, this was each player was required to make a move within 20 seconds, which <laughs> a computer, 20 seconds is a lot of time. Um, yes, but... Yes and no, but, you know... Yes and no, because with Go, it, again, it's it's... It's a lot of time, but not a lot of time. Uh, yeah, so AlphaGo just kind of beat the shit out of a lot of professional Go players. At Speed Go, which which is a little different than actual yes. Go. In actual Go, you uh, what was the rule? You've you have three up to hours. X amount of time. All yeah, you've you've like three hours for all of your turns. So if you take a fast turn here, that's fine. But if you take a bunch of slow turns, well then. You're losing a lot of time. And then after that, it turns into speed go. After the three hours, you have like a minute per move. So a lot of the, the Go community has commented on this, and a lot of the grandmasters have gone like, wow, we have a lot to learn about this game. Yeah, they're like, the, some of these things, basically they think that the human strategy is wrong for this game. Yeah, yeah. Which that one is, wow. Like, we need to completely rethink how we're approaching this game and learn from the computers. 
<laughs> so the good, awesome. the, the good news, though, is the fact that he said in the statement, um, now that the unofficial testing is complete, we're looking forward to playing some official full-length games later this year. Ooh. So we might have some more, you know, let's sit down and have somebody talking about it to me. Yeah, well, I hope they get the same commentators. All right, so anyway, back to CES. Yes. The year of Alexa. Oh my gosh, Alexa was in freaking everything. Alexa was all over the place. So I did we 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 made predictions this year and I think we talked about that. I think you brought up the tie-ins to like Alexa and Google Home. Yes. And all that stuff. So Alexa was frig Alexa was in a fridge. N- Alexa was in a fridge. Alexa was in a car. Alexa was in a cell phone. God damn it. (laughs) She heard her name and wants to know what's going on. (laughs) The echo was in (laughs) the fridge. The echo was in a car. The echo was in a cell phone. There was even, I think LG came out with like a, a cooler looking echo that, you know, had... The Echo built in, but it wasn't actually an Echo. Let's see if I can figure out what the name of it was. No, not the Hub Robot. Uh, I'll have to find out where that was on one of the lists. They had to come out with a a different looking one that had like a better speaker and, you know, could be different colors rather than just black or white. Ooh, options. Yeah. We. God, I'm trying to find it and I can't. I had just seen that. <laughs> so, Maybe it doesn't exist. I think it was on Wired's website. Uh, best of CES for Wired. Okay, here we go. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, sorry. No, not, not LG. That was Lenovo. Ah, very different company there. Andy. Yeah, Lenovo's new smart home assistant. It looks kind of like the the Echo, and it uses, you know, the Echo cloud-based voice services, but it's not the Echo. I have to keep on pausing before I say her name. <laughs> say whose name, Andy? I'm not going to say it. Okay. She, who should you not who, be named? You know who did say it? Uh, one of the morning news companies, if I remember correctly, out in San Diego. Yeah. So they were doing a, a story about how, you know, voice purchasing on Alexa is turned on. And that if you say, like, Alexa, order me something, Alexa goes and orders it. Well, Alexa, if you aren't careful, will do that for anyone who says those words, including, like, your five-year-old. So when the five-year-old is talking to Alexa and says, Alexa, can you get me a dollhouse? Alexa orders the dollhouse. Yes. And so this, this family didn't realize that their daughter was placing orders on Alexa. And so a local news company thought this was hilarious and wanted to report on it. And so on the air, on live TV, coming out of everyone's speakers, they heard the newscaster say, say what, Andy? I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Damn it. They said, Alexa, order me a dollhouse. And so thousands of families in San Diego had their Alexas hear that, turn on, and order a dollhouse. This is the OK Google to the next level. Yes. I mean, I think we talked about that one time with like NPR did something where they had talked about it and got a bunch of the echoes to do things. But no, (laughs) you can't talk about how easy it is to order something off of an echo and then literally say the magic words through your television. That's just oh, oh, yeah. 
There was a there was a commercial that used to do that for Xbox as well. <laughs> oh, I could see that because the Especially commercial since- was like Xbox turn on Titanfall or something like that. And so everyone's Xbox, anytime the commercial would come on, would turn on and start playing Titanfall. <laughs> oh. oh, sometimes there was a. Uh, it's kind of like the same thing with the uh, the marketing company. Um, I think it was either for like White House Down or Olympus Has Fallen, one of those things, where the advertiser actually played the uh, emergency alert tones in the commercial. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, especially since they were using legitimate alert tones, and so it was actually tripping some of the emergency alert equipment. That's no good. No. <laughs> yeah, I do, <laughs> believe, I do believe they got fined and quickly removed that advertisement. I bet they did. <laughs> The FCC was probably like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Do you understand what these tones are and why they exist? Yeah, it's like, there are a few things that the FCC can seriously bring the hammer down on you for being a broadcaster. And a lot of those... Emergency tone system. Yes, that's that's one of them. That will bring down the FCC fine hammer like nobody's business. You do not mess with that. Granted, sometimes when the FCC tries out things, like there was, uh, there was a statewide tornado test that they wanted us to do. And so, you know, uh, all, the, all the main stations sent out an emergency alert for a tornado. The only problem is other stations were listening to those stations for emergency alerts for tornadoes. And so those were broadcast. And then it started getting into a feedback loop. Because they stations. were all broadcasting and listening. Yeah, everybody was broadcasting a tornado alert and listening for a tornado alert, and so the other station would then rebroadcast it, and then the other people would pick it back. It was we actually had to have some people unplug their equipment just because that was like we need to stop that. This is you know six of these alerts in a row is not not no no we need to stop this feedback loops. Yep. It's the reply all of the tornado alert system. Yes, yes, it was, and it was not fun. <laughs> Please remove me from the list. So, speaking of crazy technology, Razer came out with a laptop with three screens. Three screen laptop. Each display is 17 inches diagonally and supports 4K resolution. Yep. That. It looks stupid. I, I. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so like, I like Razer. I have a shit ton of, I have, in front of me, I have two (laughs) Razer keyboards and a Razer mouse. Like, I love their stuff. I think it's a great company. This is the stupidest thing I think I've ever seen them do. Well, I can... There are sometimes, because at my desk at work, I've got the laptop dock and I've got a second monitor, which is really good when I'm trying to, you know, compare two things at the same time. Especially if I'm remoting into something, I have that up on a full screen on one side and I've got, you know, whatever I need to do on my main screen so I can easily bounce between them. But, you know, if I'm off somewhere remotely... It's a bit harder because, you know, I only just have the one laptop screen. So I could see, you know, having at least one other screen there to help you. But three, three just looks a little ridiculous. No, no, whole thing is just silly. So, yeah, so that seemed weird. Um, NVIDIA having a self-driving car seemed a bit... What? NVIDIA. Um, the graphics card out, company. Yes, the graphics card company. Let me figure out which t- trend that was in. Uh, automotive, yes. The NVIDIA PilotNet. 
running on an NVIDIA's Drive PX2, the company's autonomous driving hardware, PilotNet employs deep learning, which is basically a computer's way of yada, yada, yada. Uh, at CES, NVIDIA demonstrated by teaching an Audi Q7 to drive around a course in a couple of days. After that, the car, without having the course mapped, learned how to drive on its own and even how to safely alter the route when it was obstructed by an obstacle. So yes, NVIDIA is getting into the autonomous vehicle market. That just seems like a waste of resources. Hey, we we know graphic cards have huge computing capabilities. Ask any, you know, Bitcoin person. Right. But use the graphics cards for the computing. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But why is the graphics card company the one working on this? I don't know. <laughs> but That's like NVIDIA saying, hey, we made a gaming engine. People would be like, why did you do that? I, I I don't know what to tell you on that one, but that's, you know. Why would you make a gaming engine, NVIDIA? Why would you make an automotive car, NVIDIA? I just... No, they didn't actually make the car. They just used they used their software. Right, but, well, but that's the thing. Like, why would you make the software for that, NVIDIA? Because they know autonomous cars are the next big thing. And they think they can get in on the ground floor? I guess so. I got bad news for them. The ground floor was seven years ago. Like, the established players are there, and NVIDIA is not in the list. Well, I I don't know. If they can come, if they can, you know, come out out of the gate late, but with enough force, you know, Ford really hasn't shown, you know, what their final plan is going to be. None of the major automotive companies have really, you know, shown what the final project was. But yes, you have, you know, uh, Google Auto's new name, what's that, Wayfair? Yes, They're I working. think so. No, Wayfair is that stupid <clears throat> shopping website. What is their name? Google, Google something. Uh, Google. Uh, no, not Android Auto. Uh, way, way, something. What is this name? Waymo. There we go. Waymo. Waymo. There we go. That's what it was called. Yeah, you got you got Waymo working with you know Chrysler. I they, this could be a good thing from it. Yes, it seems to be out of left field, but hey, if it works, it's not going to pan out. <clears throat> Nvidia is so far out of their league on this one. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was some TV news. No surprise. Oh, how, were there uh, 8K? We were talking about that. That was one of our predictions. Um, let me see what the best for the television stuff was. There was a the lot TV? of OLED. Yeah, especially how thin some of those TVs are, where it's, you know... Like I, don't, the, I don't need them to be thinner at this point. They're pretty darn thin. How about less than three millimeters thick? That's very thin. My TV does not need to be that thin. <clears throat> uh, my favorite one was, I think it was a Samsung TV, had uh, a breakout box, so you didn't actually have to plug all the cords in behind the TV. It had a little cord that was, I guess, the size of a fishing line that would actually, you know, hang down from the TV, and you could put the little box in with all your entertainment equipment on your entertainment cabinet, and then plug everything down there rather than, you know, having to have all the cords go up to the TV. So I thought that was neat. Sounds pretty cool. What else was there? Uh, Monoprice unveiled a 3D printer that cost $150. That's kind of cool. Which one is this? The Mono price delta mini monoprice unveils suite of 3d printers that is a tiny little printer yep well it's 150 bucks what did you expect yep <laughs> so what can it make well it's a 3d printer so what can you make out of plastic quite a bit 
quite a bit. Um, well, if you don't want to do plastic, there was the uh, the Ability 3D 888, uh, which is actually a metal 3D printer. Wait, what? The Ability 3D 888. How does that work? It's a metal printer. I, I, I'm not sure how that works. I'm now very curious. Well, look it up. Ability, Ability 3D, 3D the 888. The power to print 3D metal parts at your home. Watch for Kickstarter January 2017. Yep. Ability to print real metal parts at home. How? How? That's insane. Well, Ability3D.com. You look it up. Tell me how it works. I'm looking. The thing is, they aren't really telling you much about it. Uh, I'd be very concerned about the structural integrity of that output. Um, there was a... I actually saw this on a couple of lists. The Neo Node Air Bar. Uh, it's a little... Uh, <clears throat> it attaches to the base of your MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. And it's like your old uh, light um, reader touchscreen stuff. So it can, it can turn your screen of a MacBook Air into a touchscreen. Just like the old style of touchscreens. Yes. Okay. But you can tap, swipe, pinch, and zoom just like you would on, you know, using your phone or tablet. But it uses just a light bar, so you can make any screen that's... If you, theoretically, you could take any screen that's not a touchscreen, attach it to this thing, and then it will be a touchscreen. Cool. You know what's kind of... I'm surprised I haven't seen much VR stuff. I know there was lots of VR there. I mean, for goodness sakes, I just watched a, a thing on... Uh, CBS Sunday Morning. It was all about, you know, virtual reality and augmented reality. But I'm looking at some of these lists and I don't really see, you know, okay, there's the air bar. Okay, that's, oh, there's something about the Vive for HTC. Uh, There's a new Samsung Chromebook that's coming out that's, I guess, super good. Chromebook Plus? Yes. God, that is small. Yep. Can also be a tablet. Well, that's nice. Yeah, we got we got Chromebooks in some of the studios because it was the cheapest and easiest option to put, you know, the ability to web surf in the studio. Someone made a chessboard where it's you versus an AI, but the AI can actually move its own pieces. Ooh. They put magnets under the board. Well, wait, how does that work then for a knight? Just moves around. Like, do the, do the pieces move out of the way for the knight and then, you know? Potentially. I don't know. I haven't seen it play. Start off at $250. Oof. Uh, it's a bit pricey. Yeah. It does look like a pretty nice board. <clears throat> I wonder if it knows, like, what pieces are where. I mean, it's got to know, right? But does it know the difference between a rook and a bishop where if I start the board up having swapped those two pieces, would it understand that they're in the wrong place? I don't know. That's <laughs> that would be something for you to actually go in <laughs> and find out for yourself. So anything else, you know, CES related? CES? I mean, there's some pretty cool stuff in here. Yeah. Um, well, what else would you want to talk about of the best? Best of, well, there's also Time's Best CES stuff, which has your Lenovo Smart Assistants. Yep. Uh, Faraday had their stuff at CES. I don't think what? I have any topics about that because it was just like abysmal. Well, isn't Faraday having like financial issues? Yeah, a couple of them. Just just a little bit here and there. Uh, but they, they showed off the Faraday Future FF91. It did not go over well. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Uh, there was the Alexa integration with Ford. Yeah, there really just wasn't much. I mean, we, we, not much more than what we've already talked about, which is a lot already. There was the Chrysler <coughs> car for mer- millennials. What? Yeah, the Chrysler Portal. What? Yeah, it's a car focused on millennials. I don't know. I... 
still, as soon as you said a car for millennials, I'm like, turned off. Just, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that just be a car? Right. Um, yeah. Have you have you watched any of the Adam ruins everything videos? Yeah, we have also have him uh, on our DVR. So he did a talk at a marketing conference about millennials. Okay. And it is awesome. It's titled Millennials Don't Exist. You should go watch it. And evidently Chrysler needs to go watch it as well. Because it's all about like, how do you market to millennials? And he's pointing out like, millennials aren't a thing that you market to. Yeah. You market to people. This is stupidity. And like, you can't make generalizations about this. You can't treat them as if it's a singular group. And, you know, just stop. Stop everything that you're trying to do because it's stupid. Oh, we should talk about Lego Boost, Lego's new uh, coding thing. Oh, that's right. Remember they had like the Lego Nexus? Yes. You could actually and program that, things. Yeah, they, they it's Lego Boost. It was it was the Lego Mindstorm. Oh, Mindstorm, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a, a set of that at one point. I didn't um, know what to do with it because I was yeah. bad at Lego. Well, they're coming out with the Lego Boost, which is their new updated version of that, where you can do uh, coding for it via drag and drop uh, smartphone app. A well, smartphone app is the new part because you've always been able to do like drag and drop coding. Yes. Well, that's cute. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else coming out of CES. Smart fridge. There was a smart fridge because it has Alexa in it. God, yeah, Alexa was freaking everywhere. Just, it just was. There was a lot. There was a lot about it. So what's this uh, Samsung and iOS compatibility? Um, Samsung announced at CES that the Samsung Gear S2, S3, and Fit 2, so their smartwatches, are now uh, able to work on iOS devices. Oh, good for them. Which I'm sitting there going like, really? You're trying to get on an iOS device, even though there is the Apple Watch? It's a huge market share, and there's a lot of people who are very disappointed with the Apple Watch. And do you think they're not going to be disappointed with an S2 or an S3? I have no idea. I, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like if you're, you know, in the process of buying an iPhone, you are already in the Apple world. And you're going to get a Apple, Apple Watch. Watch. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, Samsung's, yeah, we got it on the iOS. I'm like, well, that's good for you, for, like, the three people that are going to use it on an Apple device. Because the rest of it, nope. Let's let's be realistic. It's probably going to be more than three. Yes. But whether or not that's where they should be spending their time and effort, well, that's their decision to make. France passed a law. Yes. That says if you aren't at work, you do not need to answer that work email. Nope. Companies with more than 50 employees <laughs> need to establish hours where staff should not send or answer emails. Which is funny because I was reading this topic as I was getting a text message saying that one of our web streams up in Lansing was down. Yep. <laughs> and last night I was at, you know, a birthday party for uh, niece and nephew, and I was getting text messages that the Detroit Lions uh, satellite receiver was not working correctly. Which was or was not your responsibility? Uh, well, since I was the one who had scheduled all the Lions games on that receiver, I walked him through how to schedule the playoff game because... No surprise, I didn't think the Lions were going to be in the playoffs when I scheduled all of the all of the games. How dare you, sir? Of course the Lions are in the playoffs. They just didn't go very far. So yeah, no, it's like, oh yeah, no, this would be great, you know, if people would actually leave me alone. But, you know. Who's still in the playoffs now that I'm thinking about it? Uh, 
Kind of funny, the guy who texted me for Lansing. Oh, of course they lost. They were playing the Seahawks. Yeah. That's just not... Okay. Packers versus the Giants. Ooh, that's today. Oh, he reached out to our engineer on Saturday night, and he's up with his family in Kalkaska. So he reached out to our engineer on Saturday night and then reached out to me on Sunday morning. I can't tell you. Oh, I actually don't get that many work emails outside of work. Really? Yeah. Like, thinking about it, I don't get that many work emails outside of work. Certainly nothing that I have to respond to, like, right now. Yeah. No, a lot of it I I can actually just be like, okay, I'm not going to answer that email or I'll put that off till tomorrow. Uh, The only times when it's something like I actually have to know about it is hey, I'm sick and I'm not coming in tomorrow, in which case I need to start looking at like, okay, well, let's see who we can get to back you up. Yeah. So those emails I kind of have to take care of, but that's kind of it. Nope, I get the fun ones. Something's down, something's broken. people at at my work, you know, that's me for my role. A lot of other people at work get emails after hours and have to take care of it. I'm guessing also probably a lot of those are customer support people. Right. Yeah, no, it, there's, there was times where, you know, I'm calling people on Christmas Eve. I'm calling people at like 8 o'clock at night. I, I would love, you know, to have somebody there, somebody to get a hold of. But, man, if I, if I enacted my own law saying that nobody could email me outside of business hours, you'd I feel like fired. I'd <laughs> probably be a lot of upset people. You'd, you'd get fired? So good for France, but we'll see how well that works. Granted, you know, Germany enacted one, uh, 2011. It says in the article. Uh, yeah, t- sorry, 2014. Prohibiting managers from calling or emailing staff after work hours except in an emergency. So in other Europe news, Norway is going to turn off FM radios. Didn't we talk about this last week? Uh, yes, but now it is official. The first station going off the air is going to be on January 11th. Okay, so they're going through with this. Yep. What are they going to do with all that now unused bandwidth? Uh, they're replacing it with digital audio broadcasting. So, so they'll use of, the same frequencies? Yes. But you need a digital decoder. Yes. Are they providing those? No. In the same way that the U.S. said, hey, our TV signals are going digital, we will give you a free decoder? No. That seems like a bad idea. Yes. Are people angry at this? Yes. 67% of Norway is opposed to this switch. But Parliament said back in 2011 that this was going to happen, and it's it's happening this so year. So it's happening, but uh, it might not be the best idea, guys. Yeah, an adapter, according to Reuters, an adapter to switch from an FM car radio to a DAB system may cost around $174. Wow. Now, to be honest, it, you know, it is cheaper to broadcast a digital signal. You'll be able to put more stations on the same amount of bandwidth because it's a digital signal rather than an analog signal. And you, yes, you could have more coverage that way if you set it up correctly. But that's, that's, oof. <laughs> I, I don't know what I would honestly do if we lost the FM, you know, radio stations here and had to switch over to digital. It'd be so many upset people. How much work would that involve with the U.S.'s infrastructure? 
Um, well, if it was the same frequency ranges, it would just have to be changing all of the transmitters out. The same air chain would be up to the transmitter, would still be the same. Because um, it's, it's really just how you encode the signal, right? Yes. Yeah, so it would all come down to the receivers. Okay. Which, you know, Norway only has 5 million people in it, so... Only. Know, that's, that's, yeah, only 5 million people. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. We will. We will. Dave, how often, how much did you like playing with your Game Boy? Uh, it was the one essential that I would always pack for any trip. How would Why you, do you ask? Uh, well, because uh, Retrobit, um, which sells, you know, remade consoles. So you could buy like a Retrobit NES or SNES. Uh-huh. Um, they've now come out with a Game Boy called Super cool. Retro Boy. Cute. It can play cartridges designed for the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. Ooh, that Game Boy Advance one is a really nice little feature. And it looks just like the Game Boy. Uh, ish. Looks, it's got the yeah. It's got Game the style of the Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Looks Game Boy ish. Yes. It does not look like a Game Boy. It's pretty impressive. That's a nice little screen. Mm-hmm. What about playing like non? Uh, Game Boy cartridges, which is to say, uh, if I wanted to just download some ROMs and toss them in there. Uh, I do not think that would work because it looks like it's still, you know, still looks, I'm looking at the pictures here and it looks like it is, they're plugging the cartridge right into the back, just like you would originally. Yep. There is a cartridge slot there. Yep. 10 hour battery life is really nice. Uh, I didn't have that on a Game Boy. (laughs) No, no, you didn't. Actually, did you, I don't know. It was four triple, uh, four double A batteries. So there's a, okay. Well, they made a, a little Game Boy clone. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. Very cute. 80 bucks. Um, cheaper than the Game Boy. <laughs> I don't know. You could probably go on eBay and find something. Oh. I'm Granted, not sure about that. It, it plays, you know, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advanced. Game Boy Original. Let's see. Original Game Boys. Restored original Nintendo Game Boy console system. $70. Uh, I've got a Teal Boy Game Boy Color for $37. Mm-hmm. Game Boy Advanced, handheld with case and lots of... Uh, Game case. Boy Complete in original box, $120. <laughs> yes, but that's original in box. Yep. Uh, original Game Boy Tested Works, $25. Yeah, I've got some of the Game Boy Advance for 70 Game Boy Color with original games, 43 Oh, Game Boy Color and Game Boy Original with games, $43. Oh, not bad. Original Game Boy with light magnifier. Ooh. <laughs> Back when we used to have to do that. Yep. Nintendo Game Boy with backlit screen. Bullshit. This is a modded one. <laughs> yeah. $100. No. <laughs> backlit screen and pro sound. Yeah, somebody somebody opened up that case and put something that was not a Game Boy in there. Yep. I don't know. Would would you want to do that, though? Because, you know, you could just use your cell phone, right? Ish. So, like, Capcom actually just came out with all, like, six Mega Man games, Mega Man 1 through 6, on Android and iOS. And they're getting pretty creamed in reviews. Ooh. It looks like there's some, sorry, I'm looking at more CES stuff. It looks like there's some blinds for your window that have built-in solar panels on them. That can be interesting. Well, that's, that's clever. Yeah. So when I close my window, I'm actually providing power to my house? Yep. I don't know how much power you could get out of, you know. A single blind? Yeah. 
What else do we got here? Oh, update for SpaceX. We could hit that one. Sure. Or actually, uh, other news there uh, from CES. Kingston oh, has God. now come out with a two terabyte flash drive. No, so big. Yeah, but it's, it's a, a flash fat, drive. Fat, fat little flash drive, though. Well, yeah, because it's two terabytes. <laughs> yeah. USB 3.1, 2 terabyte capacity. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's going to be costing a pretty penny. Probably about $400. Something like that. So that would be my guess. Which you could probably buy, what, a 2 terabyte you know, solid hard drive? Yeah, solid state hard drive. I don't know if you can buy a 2 terabyte. Well, you got to be able to buy Two if they can do a two terabyte flash drive, they could do, somebody can do yeah. a two terabyte. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Two terabyte solid state drive SATA 3 internal SSD is $650. So this is going to be more than that. Yes. Right. So this thing's going to, this thing's going to be $1,000. Probably, yes. <laughs> Best rated, 87% is five stars out of 13,000 customer reviews. Which, you know, you could just buy two one terabyte drives. There are $260. I'm looking for some of these. Yeah, but then you have to have two slots. Yeah. But, you know, if you're doing just, you know, like a workstation backup of some kind. Granted, now, you know, I wonder how much of my space is actually being used up on this computer. Mm-hmm. Before I say that one terabyte would be <coughs> enough. Because I just got myself a new uh, solid-state drive. I got myself a 500-gig solid-state drive, and it is already about a third full. Do you know what's on it? What? Steam. (laughs) It is Doom, Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas, Far Cry Primal, Sid Meier's Civ 6, Watch Dogs 2, and those together are 170 gigs. God, I remember when WoW came out, we're like, oh my god, two gigabytes for a game? The fuck is this? (laughs) Oh wow, Uh, one of my external drives only has 485 megabytes free out of the 700 gigs. Yep. Watch Dogs 2, size, 22.7 gigabytes. (laughs) That's insane. I've got 18 gigabytes in my recycle bin. Yeah, I could probably clean that up. (laughs) 18 gig in your recycle bin? Do you not shift delete? That's what people are telling me. 18 gigabytes in my recycle bin. What the hell is in here? Do you not do shift delete? Oh, it's all iTunes. Hello, iTunes. Goodbye, iTunes. Two terabyte flash drive. That is a lot. All right, SpaceX. Uh, SpaceX said they had figured out what actually had happened with the... uh, The explosion? Yes. Okay. And according to them, let me pull up the article. um, The failure was likely due to the accumulation of oxygen between the COPV liner and an overwrap in a void or buckle in the liner leading to ignition and the subsequent failure of the COPV. COPVs are used in rocketry to contain high-pressure fluids and are often a substantial weight savings over an all-metal tank design. COPV is a composite overwrapped pressure vessel. Yes. So there was a problem with the uh, liner of the pressure vessel, uh, which caused liquid oxygen to pool in the buckle. Which then exploded. Yes. Which then caused the liner to fail because it exploded. (laughs) Which means that everything else exploded. Yes. So All right. that's what happened. They gave their findings to the FAA, and they got their uh, launch license back. So cool. they can start launching again. They said that they were so going to... They, was, their, was their license actually revoked while they were under investigation? It, it was kind of put on hold. 
It was the like, you can't launch things until you figure out what went wrong. Pretty much, yes. Wow. Good for the FAA. I think, yeah, I think it was basically said like, you know, we're not going to completely pull your license, but we're going to suspend it until <laughs> you tell us what happened, which SpaceX was like, oh, can you please help us? Because they had FAA, Air Force, NASA, NTSB, everybody working with them trying to figure out what the hell happened. NTSB? Yeah, they actually had the NTSB come in. Well, if you talk about, you know... An explosion and crash of, you know, planes. I guess their investigators may be... Yeah. Maybe have, have some experience on that. All right. So, they were supposed to launch uh, today, but weather has pushed it back to, I do believe, next Aww. weekend. <clears throat> so, yeah, no, they've they figured out what's wrong and um, should be back up to the whole launching and hopefully landing their... Um, rockets again cool well, good for them okay so last bit there the lg g6 that was the modular phone right or was that the yes. g5 g5 was modular okay g6 they're saying uh this might not have been a good idea <laughs> so we'll find out more about that probably was that next month the mwc uh end of february so yeah yep so in about a month and a half yep uh we'll we'll get all the news about the cell phones and we'll see the samsung galaxy s8 and the fact that it's not coming out till april shut up it's it's gonna come out in march as i knock on my wooden desk i see shake your microphone i'm not gonna shake my microphone at you no when when you knocked on the desk it reverberated up through the mic yes because my microphone is literally drilled into my desk yeah well the mic arm what I really need to do is actually get a shock mount for the actual microphone itself, but probably that's farther down the line. So, um, yeah, random review and random topic. Random review. Yes, I would like to review the game Pony Island. <laughs> Hold on, I'm googling, and we're going to pause for a second so that Andy can watch the trailer to Pony Island. Pony Island on Steam. Yep. You have to turn off your uh, disable autoplay. All right. Hold on. I'm going <coughs> to pause the recording here for a second. Okay. Now we're back. And what the hell was that? That's Pony Island. <laughs> that's that's not about ponies. That's for certain. It, it is not a game about ponies. Uh, it is a game. It's a game within a game. Uh, Pony Island is the game inside the game that you are playing where you're I can't so here's the problem with reviewing it I can't tell much without like some major spoilers the fact that there are major spoilers is itself a major spoiler for the game all I can say is that the game is five dollars and it is absolutely incredible and it is not about ponies and if you like puzzles if you like um investigation games this is a fantastic game there are there are levels of detail that you can go into there is an entire story that has happened that you can investigate if you are willing to explore and try things um but you can also just kind of go through a very basic puzzle game and get to the end and it's really 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 cool uh, it is a mindfuck of a game, and I love it. Uh, there's a lot of things here about your soul and the devil. This is... Not talking about it. But I, oh, I don't like these psychological 
horror games. Like, um, it's it's not really psychological. Like, I would not classify this as horror. So it's not along the lines of um, Amnesia. Mm, I've never played Amnesia. Oh, Amnesia is um, kind of like a psychological horror stealth game sort of thing. That makes sense. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I like puzzle games. Heck, I did 7th Guest last week, and I'm doing 11th Guest next week because that's the next one in my numerical order. Yeah. Um, followed by the 12 Labors of Hercules 2. Um, but I... Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. How, how technical are the puzzles? As far as what? Like, coding-wise. Not at all. No? Okay. No, you can do this without knowing coding. Um, well... <laughs> No, I mean, you never write code. A, a basic understanding of, of loops can be helpful, but definitely not required. Hmm. It's just really, really good. Well, it's got a Metacritic score of 86. Mm-hmm. So, and you say you paid full price five bucks for this? Yeah, and if you wait for it to be on sale, it's usually like two bucks. All right. Let me let me just say like how creative they were. Part of the game involves a computer. It's why Andy was asking about coding. There's a file that you open up called like codes.txt and on the screen just shows up like 90 codes and it says please take one. They're all codes for Pony Island. They were Steam codes for Pony Island that they had built into the game so that people who found it could give away copies of the game. Ah, huh. Well then, it's awesome. It's All right, just such a good like play this game. Okay, it's on my wish list. Okay, right. So, random topic. Yep. World ahead of time. Uh, what was the most embarrassing thing you have done while on a date? <sighs> most embarrassing thing I've done on a date. I don't know. I feel like the most embarrassing thing I've done was actually sleep through the first date with Kate. <laughs> But was that on the date? No, because we Does never actually we, we never actually went on the date. I, you know, fell asleep and then you you stood up your future wife. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty bad. But I'm never I wasn't actually on the date because you know we never actually started. I don't know. Like it's been so long since I've I've thought about dating in that sense. I mean, like Laura and I still go out for for quote unquote dates, but it's like hey, let's go grab dinner. Gotta think of something embarrassing. Come on, I uh, I think it was before it was one of the dates I was on with Kate. I apologized for the potholes on her own road. That's adorable. I offered my then girlfriend's I, I offered to my then girlfriend's mother to help them with their laundry. <laughs> we were sitting in the basement. She had a pile of laundry. I like looked over. She was struggling to get it up. I'm like, Do you need any help with that? She looked at me and looked out at, like, a pile of bras. I'm like, eh, maybe not. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to beat that, that first one because it's so memorable, too. It's just, oh. <clears throat> How do you remember it? You were asleep. I remember that it happened. Uh. <laughs> Kate had forgotten, she says. And now you've brought it back up. <laughs> and now I brought it back up. Well done, sir. So Yeah, uh, that's that's all I got. Helping with the dirty laundry. No, it wasn't was it? dirty laundry. It was okay. And I, in reality, like, I meant, do you need help carrying that upstairs? This was not a large woman. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I don't know. It's a toss between sleeping and apologizing for her own road. So. I like that second one. I think that's pretty good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's cute. But still, yeah, that's like, wait, you apologized? Yep. The potholes in the road. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes, you did. Yep, I did. All right. I think that's it. Yep, that's a, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>